It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Breakdown, episode 202, and tonight we're joined by our homies, 30 is Dead. And How's it going? Listening to What's their up? single, Don't Probe Me, Bro. Real quick, just want to get it out there. I'm kind of torturing myself having two Canes fans on the podcast, <laughs> literally <laughs> as we are down 2-0. I can't, but, I can't wait till we get into to some of that. Yeah, I don't know why I I was like, you know what? Let's get someone from North Carolina on the podcast. Yeah. Not but, even like really thinking about where the Islanders are right now. And, hey, uh, you almost had us last night, man. You almost had us. That was a close one last night. <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 get into last night, but uh yeah. I I guess let's just start with our formalities. Um 30 is dead is a punk band out of the high point triad region of North Carolina. Um, they are playing Bar Down Breakfast 2, day two. I'm very excited to have them play the festival. Um, I guess just tell us right off the bat, um, you know, h- how did you link up with Christian and Seneca Burns and kind of uh, the relationship you have there to, to have you guys on the fest? Let's see. We played with them. It was at the Den in Winston Salem. When was that, Brian? Last last year. Was that last year? Yeah. Over yeah. Year, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think it's been ago. about a year actually. It was at the Den in Winston Salem. We played with them. Just started talking, um, and then we went to see them play a show that we weren't playing, and we started talking to Christian. He's like, "Hey, I got this. You know, this thing I'm working on. It's like a year out. You guys want to get on it?" We're like. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. That's pretty much all there was. Okay, okay. And yeah, we, and, we really uh, liked their music and, you know, cool guys too, and they liked our music, so we kind of meshed together pretty good. So Actually, the yeah. uh, Christian's other band, Hold for the Day, played with 
uh, me and Brian's um, other band, False Awakening, back in like, it was like 2017 or 18 or something, several years, like good bit ago. Um, so that was kind of neat too. It's funny because I, I guess when Christian reached out to you, that was before I reached out to Christian and like kind of merged our two projects together. So you guys being the hockey fans, when you probably found out that you were <laughs> going to be playing like this hockey themed pop punk festival, you probably like, yep, this is even better. Yeah, now. I was like, dude, this, this is awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. You know what the best part about all of this is? Is that Bar Down Breakfast is on their Spotify. You can go right there, click on their Spotify, go to shows, click on it, buy your tickets for the fest. I'm really excited, guys. Yeah, we're we're pumped for it. We're really two excited. months away. Do I need yeah. to bring my hockey stick? Like, we can want, yeah. hockey a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't been down to the milestone in a while. Not since they sort of redid a lot of it there. I remember when the bathroom had the floor and it was all like slanted. Um, that's the one we see. We saw it was a post rock band. If these trees could talk, like pre COVID or something. That was the last time I've been down there. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's be a, cool a lot of. I, I, I've never been there, so this is going to be like a whole experience for me. It's super cool. It, it's it's really cool inside there. Yeah, yeah and I guess, um, you know, I've only been there once myself, and um, I, I only went recently for a Seneca Burns show, but I guess pre-COVID, um, like the outdoor space was a lot smaller, and there was like a actual building on one of the structures out there, and they knocked that down, which now the patio area is a lot bigger, which is going to make it easier for us to have a second stage out there. So it's going to be uh, just an awesome weekend. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. When we went down there several years ago, yeah, the the outside part, I can't remember what was there, but it was not set up for anything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for this because I think they've got like two stages going. And I mean, that sounds like a pretty awesome setup. Yeah, and 24 bands, um, it's going to be a party <laughs> for sure. How many did we have last year? 15? No, just 12. Oh, my God. Did yeah. you guys do two days or you just do one day? We, we just did one, one day, day last year. Day. Two okay. venues, one day. So we're doubling it this year okay. and adding another day. That's awesome. Yep. So. Should be a good time. Now, you mentioned that you guys uh, met Christian and Seneca Burns at the Den. And I actually just recently went to a show at the den and holy crap. Is that such a sweet spot? Oh, yeah. like, that is such a hidden gem. Yeah. I, I truly like any touring band that is listening right now and wants to hit like North Carolina. Definitely it like consider the den because Absolutely, yeah. it is just, like I said, a hidden gem. It, it was a beautiful night. It was like 70 degrees. They had like the twinkle lights going. Oh, yeah. On yeah. in the background. It was awesome. And yeah. the show I caught was another, you know, triad band. We'd come clean. And, oh, yeah. I know those guys. And uh, they're not, I think they're a little further. Maybe they, they're Greensboro. Yeah. That band Charm. They're, they're so awesome, those dudes. And uh, mm-hmm. then our, our friends down in uh, Florida played it, too. It was just a, a great night. So. Love that place. Can't say enough great things about the den. Yeah, Tony is just a super cool dude. Um, we're actually playing the den this weekend, nice. and we're, we're doing this kind of neat thing. Um, uh, it's kind of a Bojangles uh, theme, so they came out with the hard sweet teas and us another band. You know what? We should play a show at the den, get a bunch of fried chicken, and drink a bunch of those teas and just, just make it a whole party. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And you guys are doing the Bojangles shirts too, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, we got we got some shirts with you know with our name kind of in the Bojangles style, so that's gonna be cool. It's gonna be like the 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 punk like riffraff. I don't know if you guys know the hip hop artist riffraff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely see that. Yeah, it's Before, it's gonna be cool. Uh, he used to just throw like chicken out into the the audience, like at one point. And it was like when he used to play like these small like two hundred cap shows, he would literally just like a bo- like a box of Popeyes because we don't really have Bojangles <laughs> in Florida, and he would just throw them out into the audience. People would like eat it, and I'd be like, "Oh, that's gross." Dude, Kevin, <laughs> and, Kevin, instead of playing your drums with drumsticks, play with drumsticks. Oh, the drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, there we're gonna go. have so much food there. Like everybody, like all the bands are bringing like chicken and stuff. Um, 
Joe and Drew went to uh, the little Walmart grocery store, bought all of the Bojangles sweet teas. So I don't know how many we got, but it's it's a bunch. So uh, I'm not sure what sort of crazy stuff's going to happen, but it's going to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a party. It, it's funny. Um, Rob from Come Clean put out a, a, a meme trying to talk trash about the Islanders. And it was like, moves from New York, heads to carry, hates Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's an Islanders meme or more a Mikey meme. Probably that could both. be a Rangers thing too, man. Like no, it's too some Rangers, or a Rangers thing. game, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I'm not gonna lie. I, I've been vegetarian for a very long time, but Bojangles is is kind of trash. I, I like, and I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like it, it was not good when I had it. No, Have you yeah. had the hard sweet tea though? Well, I also don't drink anymore, so oh, I haven't had okay. that either. Exactly. So, Have you had so. the regular non-hard sweet tea? There you go. Yeah, the, yeah, the actual sweet tea. Well, that, that see, that's another thing. Like, I'm from New York. Like, sweet tea is not really our thing. <laughs> um, it doesn't do anything for me. But I guess uh, <laughs> let's get back on topic. So, <laughs> thirty it's is dead. We we mentioned a triad triad North Carolina band. Um, let's just kind of jump into the formation and how you guys all linked up. Go for yeah. it, Ryan. Yeah, that's um, it's a good question. So me and Kevin have been playing music together since like sixth grade, seventh grade, whatever year that was, and we've been in the same band for a couple different bands now. Um, and then at the same time, we also knew. Um, Chris and Joe from our high school and they were in other bands throughout the years doing their thing um, so we all got all got a lot of shows under our belt and um, it just kind of culminated like what was it, the end of 2019 and um, you know me and Kevin's band kind of slowed down Joe's other band was slowing down we all knew each other from playing shows and, and school and stuff so we said hey let's just start a an old school uh, punk band. We all grew up listening to the same type of stuff in school. Let's just get together and just play music for fun, like how it should be, instead of being all uh, you know competitive and trying to one up each other. We just wanted to have fun and play some some like good tunes and see where it goes. And that's kind of where we're at now. I think that was probably. It's like 20 end of 2019, right before COVID is kind of when 30 is dead kind of got kind of put together. Nice. Okay. It seems like a, a lot of bands that we've talked to, that's kind of uh, what happened, right? We were stuck at home for so long. It's like, man, let's, let's like, just yeah, let's jam. do it. Let, let's jam. Let's, let's create some tunes together, you know, while we're stuck at home. And uh, it's cool because a lot of great music has come from that. And, uh, it was definitely a dark and negative time in this country and throughout the world. But, you know, there's some silver lining that did come from it. And yeah, music absolutely. is one of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we were kind of talking about it about like before the before the we started recording the podcast. But you guys have kind of been at least linked genre wise to something that you would hear off of the Tony Hawk pro skater soundtracks. And um I think it's always like a weird question that I always like to ask as we go through, but I would already kind of know what your answer is going to be. But, um, you know, given that that's kind of like what you guys are liking to, what would you guys rather be on the Tony Hawk soundtrack or the NHL soundtrack? Ooh, that's pretty good right there. <laughs> that's a good question. Oh, man. I think if we put that to a vote to the band, I mean, some of us might say NHL soundtrack because that's pretty cool. But I know, I mean, uh, yeah. me and Brian and Chris are the main hockey fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, Joe would probably say Tony Hawk. I'd probably say Tony Hawk too, just because. Yeah, Tony Hawk. Yeah, the NHL soundtrack would probably be a wider variety. So we, yeah. we might stick out more there. But, uh, but yeah, you would fit in more on the Tony Hawk soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, I, now you're you're kind of aging yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys must be kind of young because the NHL soundtracks. Yeah, the last maybe ten years or so have kind of been genre mixing and kind of 
you know, more hip hop and like mm-hmm. EDM and kind of that kind of stuff. But when I was playing the NHL, like, yeah. and I was, you know, really discovering this music, you would have like the deepest cut punk songs and like pop punk songs that most people like discovered alternative music because of those soundtracks. Right. Yeah. And I had bought, I think it was a year or two ago, I bought uh, NHL 20 or NHL 21 for Xbox. I can't see it. And after playing that game for a couple of weeks, I actually had to turn the music off and just use like the ambient music because I was like, I can't listen to this music while I'm playing NHL. <laughs> I mean, no offense to the guys who make the game or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> so the last mode. one though, like I'm not going to lie. I haven't bought a video game in almost probably 10 years, but um, you know, I always check out the soundtrack when it's released and, it seems like the the current one, like the most current NHL soundtrack, I guess 22, be 22 or 23 or whatever, however they do it. Um, that one seemed pretty solid. Like it, okay. it seemed like they were getting back to their roots a little bit. But starting in like 2002, those soundtracks were like, you know, you mentioned how you're huge Sum 41 fans. Like that's how a lot of people discovered Sum 41. Like, yes, mm-hmm. was, then they started getting huge and like being on trl and like that kind of stuff but a lot of people discovered some 41 from those nhl soundtracks yeah on that kind of same note another anecdote i wanted to mention was kind of the mixture of music and and hockey was forget if i went to a game years ago or just heard it on tv but during the the timeouts or in between play all of a sudden i heard a demon borgir song Oh like, yes. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. You don't you don't get black metal playing at MLB or NBA. So I'm like, NHL, they've got something going on here. And I like this. <laughs> I saw it on TV. It was a penguins game. It's funny I remember that because I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, yeah. what? You're playing yeah. that in an arena? Like one of the yeah. heaviest bands on the planet, and yeah. they're playing it in the arena. And I was like, okay, it's cool. Well, it's I think funny it really that just you mentioned the that. barn too. Yeah, yeah, it does depend on the barn because uh, the New Jersey Devils, and I just put it up on our story not too long ago, had this like super heavy hardcore band play their intermission. And I wasn't familiar with them. And Justin, do you remember the name of the band? Because. No, I don't. Bill Bill was the one that posted it because he was the the, he was the goalkeepers um, photographer. Yeah, so Ocean of Illusion is this like hardcore band from Jersey. They played the intermission, and <laughs> there's this like this huge pit that breaks out. I saw <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the coolest thing ever, where yeah. you would never see that for any other professional sport ever. Yeah. And it, it really is why this podcast is, you know, 202 episodes deep because <laughs> there's a huge crossover between alternative music and hockey. And some, some teams have caught on. There's probably only like 10 teams that have really realized this. And I wish that the Islanders would, I've emailed like high up people um, and just like told them like, Hey, stop playing these generic songs. When the long Island music history especially in alternative music is so important for a lot of people like start playing long Island bands during the games. Hmm. And cause they, they want to do what um, a lot of the teams do, like play like the lit song, you know, the, can we forget about, and mm-hmm. then like they stop yeah. it and then have like the crowd sing the rest. Right, They're right. like, they try to do the blink one eighty two one that Colorado does. And it's like, right. yeah, yep. why are you doing with what other teams do? Th- throw a taking back Sunday song on, Everybody in that arena will know that because that's where Taking Back Sunday came from. Well, yeah, I know a little bit of North Carolina as well, but <laughs> you got one uh, of them. <laughs> you got one of them. <laughs> yeah, one like, out of five. <laughs> like, show a little love to to Long Island. I, I wish the Islanders would do some cool stuff like that. We just, I guess, got to wait till that clip we... was crazy too, man. I saw it and a little shot of the the crowd. Some guys like moshing and stuff. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> All right, let's do it, man. Let's do it. 
New Jersey so hardcore right there. Oh, I looked it up. It was the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins played Demu Borger. Yep. That's what it was. And I was trying to find out. I was like, what team would have That's Norwegian black metal playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's only two Norwegian players in the entire NHL, and none of them play on the Penguins. So I don't know why the Penguins <laughs> played it, but we'll go with it. <laughs> How did you research and Google that? That's you're you're a pro over there, Justin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of any other like does I guess Matt Zuccarello, and then who's the second Norwegian player in the NHL? I'll let you know right now. I have it up, and now you're gonna butcher that name. I can't wait. I'm, I'm I might be pretty good at a uh, at um your Scandinavian my my weird Norwegian Scandinavian. I think Zuccarello is actually the only hockey player right now in the NHL. Yeah, that would like be actually my... playing in the NHL. I know most of the uh, Finnish ones have found their way to the Hurricanes somehow. Oh no, that's what um, it feels like. <laughs> Ol Christian Tolofsson. 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 <laughs> okay, what team is he on? I don't know, dude. <laughs> you just you, made you that. See name how up. hard? You see how hard I struggled to get the name right? <laughs> <laughs> you think I looked at what name he, what team he was on? Um oh he's not even in the NHL anymore. Yeah, Norway's not producing that many uh studs in the NHL. No, they're not like the Swedes yeah. or the Finn. No. But uh I, I guess you know, kind of since we uh have I guess just naturally led to some hockey talk. Um I'm just curious, being in the triad area, were you guys too young to watch the the first like two years of the Canes when they played in Greensboro? I remember when they came here, but I I didn't get to go to any of the games there. Uh, But I do remember there was was a pretty big buzz around here about it. Um, And then in the 2000s when – you know, they were, they were pretty good that, you know, I think that's really when there started to be a lot of hype around it. And then I remember actually, uh, Brian was with me. I think we were at like the beach when in 2006, um, the Stanley cup, I remember watching it. Um, yeah. that was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good memories growing up too was, um, our neighborhood friends always played street hockey. We didn't go to, I didn't go to the, hurricanes when they were here but um we had we had like a minor league monarchs team um so that that was fun and yeah i definitely remember watching games at the beach the playoffs um yeah so a lot of good good memories okay so i guess um were your parents hockey fans as well or was this like their first introduction to hockey and they were like all right well we got this team now i guess let's give this a shot I mean, for me, growing up, I grew up uh, watching college basketball and, and playing tennis. Yeah. Um, you know, hockey wasn't my, like, number one sport, regrettably, you know, when I was young. I mean, we played the games and played a lot of street hockey, like I mentioned. Um, but until recently, you know, some years ago, maybe five, six years ago, I went to a Chicago Blackhawks game in Chicago while I was in town. And they were in last place in their division. And so let's just go. It was packed. It was sold out. And I was like, okay. They're like, there's something about hockey like that I'm missing here. Like, this is awesome because the devoted fans are still there. And it was great. So, Yeah, let's see. I, I grew up, I mostly played uh, baseball. Uh, but my dad, is he's from the Midwest. He's from Wisconsin. Um, he didn't play much hockey, but, you know, there's, you know, up there, hockey's, you know, it's going to have a little bit of your blood no matter what. Um, and so, you know, I'd see, you know, we'd see some games on TV. Oh, let's, let's check out, hey, Hurricanes are on TV. Let's check it out. Um, that's kind of what got it going. And then, like I said, those, those years through, you know, the 2000s there when they were, they were good. I think that's kind of what, what got me hooked. Um, but it wasn't really until recently, until I started like really going to games that I just got completely pulled in because, I don't know, just the experience of going to a hockey game was just so much better than other sports. Um, it's just, I mean, compared to, say, going to like a Panthers game, for example, you know, yeah. the tickets were, were were cheaper. Just 
the park and the entire situation was better. Just, um, I don't know, the fans were more into the game. Um, you know, not as many casuals or, you know, some, some people at Panther games, I mean, they're just getting completely <laughs> hammered. They don't really care about the game at all. Um, and I mean, you know, I like to, have, you know, drink and have fun too, but, you know, I want to watch the game. I want to enjoy the game. Uh, but the hockey fans seemed a little more engaged, a little more serious about the game. Yeah. Uh, but started going to games and just just really having a good time. And um, I was on a pretty big win streak. Every Hurricanes game I went to, they won. And I, I can't remember how many in a row it was. It was it was like it was seven or eight or so. And the last one I went to, they lost. They played the Rangers. It was right after the uh, All-Star break. That's the first one I've been to that the Hurricanes didn't win. Uh, but – yeah, I'm all those blood charms. So I gotta, I gotta get to another playoff game this year for sure. All those other games must have been against the Islanders because the Islanders <laughs> literally can never win at PNC since I moved here in 2015. Like they've lost probably 75 percent or 80 percent of the games. It's uh, it's brutal. We saw them play the Oilers in November. That was a crazy game. That's when we actually splurged and got seats close to the glass. And they beat the Oilers it was like seven to two or something. Um, and and even with that blowout, I will say it was still amazing to see Connor McDavid in person, like flying right by you. That was still unreal. And he, he still did get a goal in garbage time. But yeah, the Canes were just destroying him that night. That was an awesome game. Nice. I think I think that's like my 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 favorite thing about just what was going on during 2004 to 2006 in hockey was just um, lightning win, blackout, comes back, Hurricanes beat one of the the greatest teams in the <laughs> fucking NHL, beating the Oilers for the Stanley Cup. And you have two of these teams from no ho- – they're not hockey towns. They're not known for hockey towns. Just winning the Stanley Cup back to back, it was like one of the greatest things I had ever seen when I was like going through high school. And I laughed so hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I think Raleigh's sort of like, I mean, yeah, we're, you know, we're in the South. It's obviously a, you know it's a smaller market than like New York or you know some place like yeah. that. Yeah, like Raleigh's just it really has become like a hockey spot now. Like those, I mean, when they talk about the stadium being loud and stuff, like it, it's it's legit. I was at. It was game five against the Rangers uh, last year. Uh, I mean, that place was rocking. Like, it was loud in there. Uh, but it's it's a, it's a great home crowd there. Mm-hmm. Well, and they were the first Carolina team to actually win a national championship, too. Yes. <laughs> like, professional sports team. Because yeah. I know Duke will – Duke's won almost every championship, period. But, yeah, like, they were the first team to actually win a championship. Um, and I think – I don't think the Panthers have ever won it. No, they, they've been in the they Super Bowl. They've been to the Super Bowl and they lost to the the Patriots. I remember that one. Yep. And they um, the uh, Broncos. Yeah, but it, it blows my mind because, you know, you would think that after – usually after a team goes and has – you know, they didn't have like the most successful playoffs. I think they were like one of three teams to lose nine games in the playoffs and they still managed to win the Stanley Cup. But – um it's just it's funny to see how more people will be more in tune to college basketball than they would like professional hockey in that instance, just because UNC and Duke pretty much take yeah. over all of North Carolina during January through March. Yeah, that's that's very true. Brian's a huge Carolina fan. <laughs> huge. Yeah. The rest of us in the band, we have other sports like I watch a lot of football. I'm actually a Green Bay fan. Um, but you know, hockey and football are kind of my two sports, but Brian is a huge Carolina basketball fan. Yeah. Yeah. Almost to a fault, you know, it's, um, but it's, it's fun. You know, we enjoy it. So how much money did you lose this March madness? Oh, <laughs> uh, I didn't lose any money. I don't, I don't. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I don't sports bet. Uh, I gamble, but not on sports. <laughs> All right. Now here's a quick word from our sponsor. That Draft was a great games. segue, huh? <laughs> it's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet 
and score $150 in free bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay even uh, every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook opt-in and place the same-game parlay on any NBA team. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet up to $10. So download the DraftKings app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Okay. Um, and I guess let's talk some more 30 is dead. Because when I first saw your band name on the flyer, you know, being 36 years old, I had to ask myself, like, am I technically considered dead at this point <laughs> is that is that kind of the reference just calling out us old dudes in the in the scene yeah i'd, I'd say it's it's part of that we um we were, we were talking you know talking about names and originally we actually it, it became a song name we actually thought about 30s not dead but we're like nah let's just own it let's just say we're dead and just just own it um Brian's the oldest guy in the band, by the way. Got to, got to put him on blast right here. Even though he's uh, he's only I think six months older than me, but yeah, you know, he he's technically the oldest. Um, what what do you turn thirty six? What is it? July. Uh, thirty six or thirty seven. I I was <laughs> that, I seriously forget. So it's, that's it's total BS. <laughs> That's total see, BS. You don't have the stress lines to be thirty six. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, my my wife calls me out on like I've got like four gray hairs or something, so she calls me out on that. So it's good for the age. Yeah, but yeah, yeah like Kevin was saying, kind of like we're kind of joking. It's kind of jo- joking about ourselves a little bit. Like, hey, we're trying to play this young punk rock like we grew up listening to, but we're we got day jobs, you know, and we're trying trying to do this. So it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but we're having fun with it. Yeah, it sounds like out of time, right? Yeah, honestly, that sounds 100% like us. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm, I'm I'm younger than Brian up here. I'm only 35. <laughs> We're still all old. We're yeah. old as hell. What do you mean? <laughs> we, we do a lot of, like, just kind of fun little, I don't want to say comedy stuff, but, you know, we, we, we throw some humor and stuff. Um, into a lot of what we do. Uh, we've got a, a music video actually for the song 30s Not Dead that's about to come out. And actually, um, Seneca Burns is in a scene of it. Um, but that's that's got a lot of fun stuff about that. Uh, there's there's basically a, a competition for the greatest band, but it's kind of like a, like a track and field almost type thing. <laughs> and our band is trying to cheat to win all the events, but we keep losing over and over. So there's a lot of funny little little scenes in there. We got I can't remember. Haven't you guys learned anything from the Canes? What's that? Cheaters never. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. I hate that chant so much. Like that (laughs) and the dude that blows the horn are two things. He's I found that his name's like Mean Gene or something like that. He's like the the guy that just blows the let's go canes at every game (laughs) and he he struggles man he can't do it anymore he can't blow the horn for the chance they gotta get mean gene jr in there yeah they gotta get him training too man he's he's got no windpipes (laughs) he's do some cardio baby yeah (laughs) but yeah back to your music video sorry i just wanted to Oh no no you're good yeah some shade at the game whenever i can never win (laughs) because we we lose horribly and um who wins it? I think I think all my circuits who are also on the uh, the festival. Yeah, nice. uh, I think they end up winning it. But it's yeah, it's it, it's it's funny. Okay. It's pretty funny how you're able to get like all these different kind of like North Carolina bands in on the music video. It's really cool just to see that kind of camaraderie in the scene because you don't necessarily see it as much anymore, or you only see it within like certain scenes. Um, but like even like in like some of the larger scenes where we've had like a lot of like these bands come out like 10 years ago, for instance, and have this like huge camaraderie with each other, you don't really see it as much anymore. But it's really cool when you see like these smaller scenes like, 
North Carolina, like you guys, you know, even though you're in the triangle area and you're, you're not necessarily like right next to Charlotte, like you still have all these bands come out to be able to support. Um, and it's, it's, it's cool to see that camaraderie come out in like these different kind of like sectors where you don't necessarily think punk music's coming out of. That's a, it's a big thing around here. It's, it's cool to be a part of because kind of what Brian mentioned earlier um, in a couple of our older bands, we, we played a lot of metal and it seemed like a lot of shows, like it was a lot of competition. It seemed like everybody was trying to like outdo each other. Uh, but a lot of the stuff now with the punk scene, I mean, everybody seems to be really good friends and yeah, we've got bands in Charlotte, bands in Chapel Hill and Raleigh and a lot around here, High Point, Greensboro, Winston. And, you know, everybody seems to know each other and, you know, we, we do these, these shows and, uh, one of the bands playing with us Saturday, um, a Winston band called Hey Revolver. Um, they they were part of the reason we did the Bojangles theme. They were like, "Hey, let's let's do something fun with this. You know, these sweet teas coming out. Let's let's do a show and you know put like this. You know, put like a fun spin on it." Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of bands around here that are just you know they work together and it, it really that uh, makes it cool. And and Tony in the Den is a huge part of that. Like. Mm-hmm that spot's such a big part of the scene around here, especially because COVID knocked out so many venues, you know, there's just not a ton of places to play. So for him to like get the the den rolling was just a huge part of uh, the music scene here. Nice. And um, just because, you know, you guys said that you're part of the music scene and, you know, you're really big in, into to metal. I always like to ask this because I asked the guys in Idol Threat this too. Um, what are your, some of your favorite, like North Carolina metal bands? Um, obvious one is between the bear and me. Okay. Um, those guys are, they, they are, they are legends around here. Uh, they actually just got announced that they're going to be playing on the first and flight fest, um, mm-hmm. this year, which is kind of a little thing. They just started the last year where a lot of, uh, older bands or a lot of more reunion bands that are coming back and playing. But yeah, those guys are just, I mean, they're, they're incredible. I mean, they're easily my number one. I'll ask Brian here. Is that, is that your number one also? That was the first name that came yeah. to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys, I mean, they're, they're, they're just amazing. There's only so many. There's only, like, honestly, there's probably only, like, five correct answers. Uh, Between the Barrier to Me, uh, Glass Casket. Yes. Um, he is Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. Love it. Prepare for Cleansing. Advent. I'm going with Metal. I like I love Beloved, but they're more like post hardcore. I'm gonna go with Advent uh, instead of Beloved, just because it's the same band almost. Um, yeah, that's five. There you go. Actually, I'm gonna add I'm gonna add one more to your list that is kind of new to me. Um, Ether Realm. Ether Realm. You know them? They're out of Greenville, uh, North Carolina, and I saw them last year with um, Unleash the Archers, like their first post COVID tour. Those guys are amazing. Definitely check them out. Glasscast is also doing that same festival too, which is going to be sick. Well, I mean, That's the first show they played, and I mean, who knows how long? Years. So. It's basically one fifth of between the barrier to me, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, one of the dudes from between the barrier to me, like, owns a coffee shop in Uptown Charlotte now, and like a coffee breakfast joint, and all the breakfast sandwiches are like band inspired. So like oh, that's cool. They have like a finer things breakfast Ooh. sandwich that's like a state champs reference, and like they have this spicy breakfast sandwich that's called like the Alexis on fire or something like that. Like it, it's that, pretty sweet. Is it Nightfire? No, it's in Uptown. I I've been to it once, um, but that was kind of like the word on the street because I was so like curious, like why this place had such sweet names for all their sandwiches and someone told me like one of the dudes from between the barry to me is involved in it that's cool i'm gonna check that out well now i'm gonna go there when we play charlotte next week (laughs) hopefully it's still there because like that's the problem with charlotte it's so trendy that like restaurants and things like come and go so quick here yeah parliament coffee roasters is what it's called it was uh paul wagner's okay guitars i had his uh i didn't have his he didn't have a custom model back in the day now he does Mm -hmm. but i specifically went out and i found the exact guitar that not the exact guitar but the exact model that he used on alaska bought it 
set it up exactly how he had it for Alaska and then realize how much I hated playing on a Floyd Rose guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do all the sweeps? I used to be able to. I can't do it anymore. I used to be able to play Selkies really good, but I was like, one. can't do this anymore. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I learned white walls and... I learned white walls on bass one time. You got further than I did, and I'm like, God, this is hard. I learned the whole thing. (laughs) And most of uh, Viridian. That's right. That's right. You can do yeah. the Viridian little bass solo thing. Yeah. There's a really good band on um on YouTube called Pangea. I think it's Pangea, and they um they probably do one of the best uh, covers of All Bodies I've I've ever heard. Hmm. And yeah. I was laughing because I was listening to a, I was listening to a a, a YouTube um, AMA with Paul Wagner, and someone said, "Hey, Paul, have you ever checked this band out?" And they sent it to him. And he goes. No, but now I know the video I need to watch whenever we're going to put all bodies back into the set because I need to relearn how to play that song. <laughs> That's how good they, they were playing is that Paul Wagner was like, I got to watch this video to figure out how to play my own right. song. That's cool. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm definitely not the hardcore guy on the podcast, but back in the day between the Barry to me did this unreal cover of Colorblind. Have you ever even heard that? Because it was like a, a deep cut on this weird comp that... I think if I've heard that or not. Mm-mm. Yeah, awesome. so yeah. It, it was like this awesome Counting Crows tribute album that came out probably 2004 or 2005. And they did that cover and it was unreal. Like, so good. You would never think that they were like a hardcore band. I know they did. They did um, a co- they, well, it was their own cover album, and they covered like a whole bunch of songs. It was the Anatomy of yeah, yeah, is I think what the album was, but I don't remember. I I would have remembered a Counting Crows cover on that album because I have the record store. No, version. it's it's not their album. Like it's a it's separate one song on. So it's like the Rocket Summer has a song on there. Bayside has a song uh, as Tall as Lions, and it's called Dead and Dead and Dreaming. Is oh, the, looking, the name I of the comp. listen to this now. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna so look that up. It's hard to find. Like I, I actually tried to find it on Spotify, and I couldn't even find that cover. I was about to ask. I was like, "Is it on Spotify?" Well, no. that was like the um the I have I have a and I I always laugh with Tom about this one. I have the vinyl for the Glamour Kills tour where it was all these bands covering each other. So it was like a Lost for Words covering Story So Far, Transit covering Polar Bear Club, The Wonder Years covering Into It Over It. And you cannot find that song, those albums on Spotify, Bandcamp. You got to find some bootleg YouTube video that has like five <laughs> views to listen to these songs <laughs> on the internet. Crazy. Parliament Espresso and Coffee Bar is closed. Oh, really? Man. Yep. See, I told you, man, Charlotte's <laughs> tough. It's really tough to 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 make it. I'm really sad about that now. But um, I guess, you know, we, we've been chatting for 40 minutes already. Holy cow. So, you know, we we have kind of touched on the Hurricanes and the Islanders series. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you guys are feeling great sitting 2-0 right now. Um, what, what are your initial thoughts on the series so far? I'm thinking, um, I mean, when I initially looked at the series, you know, I – I did think the Hurricanes would have the edge. I, I figured the Islanders with uh, Sorokin would, would steal a game at some point, and I thought that that game could have been last night. Uh, you know, when they had the, the three unanswered goals, I was like, man, maybe maybe this is a game that they steal and, and really make it a series. But losing an overtime like that, uh, I mean, that's – that's a, a backbreaker uh, because I feel like the Hurricanes, I felt like we got out of rhythm and the Islanders kind of took over there with, with, the, with those goals. And I don't know, we, we clawed back into it. All I see on social media is the no call on that <laughs> slashing. Yeah. And you're probably going to hate me for this, but I, I, I dropped some comments in there and I was like, <laughs> the Islanders wouldn't have scored on the power play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have, but <laughs> Like that's I'm beyond gonna, the point. Yeah, I'm, I'm a realist there. Like that, that's definitely accurate. We wouldn't have scored on the power play, but we probably 
would have held our own five on five, you know, yeah, and, and maybe squeaked one out. Um, but that's kind of playoff hockey, and I'm not really gonna sit here and and say that like the game was decided because of that one no call. However, like for a team to get six power plays and the other team to get zero power plays, just like it's unusual. It's unusual and kind of like questionable. (laughs) Like, you know, there's definitely, um, you know, some, some NHL refs that are a little biased, I think. And Islanders always seem to get the the shaft, but um, even, even with that, those points you just made, like, it was still a really close game, even with all of the the puck luck that we had with the one bounced in and with the other um, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, yeah. So it was still <laughs> close how many games. times are they going to talk about that? Like it's it's like God. It, yeah. I forget what what series. I, I think it was a couple of years ago when we were playing Boston, and um, what's his name is from Long Island. Um, why can't I think of his name? Well, anyway, like one of the dudes on Boston was from Long Island and they talked about that like four times a game and they're doing the same thing yeah. or we got Aho versus Aho. Yeah. Like our Aho is a scrub. Like I hate to say it, like they're not even in the same like hemisphere. Like they're, they're totally different. Like our Aho is only in the lineup because we have some injuries. Like, let's be real. He's, he's a, a bum. So uh, going, going up to New York this weekend, I think will be tough because these two games were close and we got um, Tara Vaughn would break his hand. So he's mm-hmm. out for the rest of the series at least. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I mean, we're up two Oh, which feels great, but uh, you know, I think, You've been close games. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, they, well, this they series still I mean, be going on when this episode yeah. drops. Who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tune in to find out. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have my sports almanac in front of me, so I can't really no. see into the future. But you know, it does feel different than the last time when you guys swept us. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it was also a little bit different because you guys stole those two games in New York first. And then went home to win the last two. Yeah. And I was at that game four. And that is why I refused to go to game one and to game two. Like, that was brutal as a fan. Like, mm-hmm. people getting in my my wife's face. And, like, she's, like, a very casual Islander fan. I'm like, all right, you're, like, 50 years old. You need to chill out. Like, this is a hockey game. Like, I'm not talking any shit. Like, there's no reason why you're all up in my wife's face. Like, this is, it it was brutal. And for the longest time, like, I started to, like, hate the Canes more than the Rangers. And, yeah, coming from an Islander, I was like, this (laughs) is, you know, slowly becoming a rivalry and um, a little bad blood there. But like I said, if, if this series feels a little different um, with, yeah, we're down 0-2, but we're going back to UBS Arena. Like, this is the first home playoff game in that new building, and it is going to be loud. It's going to be intimidating. Um, there's going to be people tailgating at, like, 8 a.m., and <laughs> – like that's kind of I know that you guys tailgate. I've been to Kane's games. Like I'm not trying to poo-poo your fan base, but your tailgates are nothing compared to Highlander tailgates. Like it's just they're they're not the same. Yeah. And people are gonna be in rare form going to those games. And I'm super excited to just hear how loud it is in that building. Just gonna be some more pressure too, because I yeah. mean last year we, we couldn't win a playoff game on the road. I mean, it was bizarre. We were awesome at home and just different team on the road. So, you know, there's going to be some pressure from that. And then, I mean, of course, with all the injuries we've got too. Uh, so I'm interested to see what, you know, how they look, um, you know. I, I think it's it. going to get a little physical. Like we started to see it a lot Oh in, yeah, in, in game two. And I think it's going to be like with people, like how loud the building's going to be and the blue and orange army that's like, doing chance literally the entire game 
have you watched like home Islander games? I've seen a couple. Yeah. So like they're, I love those dudes, but they're obnoxious. So like they're, they're going to be just riding, riding the canes the entire game. And I, I think, I think we might definitely like, I would, I'm not a gambler, you know, use promo code THPN, but, <laughs> but if that's the best segue, dude, <laughs> but if I was a gambler, I would put money on tomorrow's game. Like okay. I, I feel that good. And then Sunday, the only thing that makes me question Sunday is that the Islanders are so bad in afternoon games, like so bad. Right. That's the early like, one. Yeah. It's Sunday, one o'clock. Like, that's the only thing that makes me a little nervous is that it's a, a, a one o'clock game, but we'll see. Like I'm sure Islander fans will be then tailgating at like 5. AM for that one. <laughs> well, and speaking of uh, former Islanders, uh, John Tavares has a hat trick. All right. Oh, we man. need to talk about that. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Um, and, the, and the Rangers are up four one on, on the devils. Oh, <laughs> I think uh, the Canes. I bet this is when we'll probably see Freddie back in goal. Even though Ron is so. great, um, he wasn't that great last year on the road. And I know they're going to sort of split some time there, try to keep him healthy. After playing an overtime game last night, I, I think Friday is a, a good chance for us to see Freddie in goal. So I don't know what that'll mean, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's. I like talking to some other level level-headed hockey fans. Uh, some sometimes some rivalries and when teams are playing each other can get a little out of hand. But you know, it, it's been a close series so far. A few, you know, bounces here or there, we would have different outcomes for for some of these games. Oh yeah, and absolutely. That's that's really what makes playoff hockey so much better than any other professional sports playoffs i i think yeah. the nhl hockey playoffs are by far the best yeah it's just like the energy level i mean it's it's, it's hard to describe it but it's just i mean it's just different um i mean the, the energy is just it's it's so crazy on on playoff hockey and i mean everybody is in, the, in these games everybody's just scrapping for every loose puck guys are just knocking guys over just to gather a loose puck and clear it i mean it's 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 crazy yeah, I love it. I love it. And hopefully Justin's bolts take care of the Leafs next game. because So we can laugh at Leafs fans. Yeah. How I'd... great would it be if the Leafs exit first round again? Like, I, I think <laughs> everyone Toronto around the world. Yeah, who cares about Toronto? But, like, <laughs> everyone else around the world would just be rejoicing because everyone hates yes. Toronto. Yeah. Uh, they have Toronto and hate Toronto. If the Bruins could get beat, I mean, I would get on Twitter. Oh man, I I don't know. I I I have a lot of Miami fan friends who would be talking too much crap if the Panthers beat uh beat the Bruins. But it would just really go to show what we were talking about in the last episode. Like, yeah, the President's Trophy curse is like a real thing. Yep, it is. It so the best of us. It does. It would be bonkers i'm not gonna lie but i think the panthers record is worse than what that team really is like they they were pretty bad for the first like half of the season and then they were kind of like inconsistent even the second half of the season so like they're not the the second wild card team in my eyes like they're better than that yeah yeah i they have a good team on paper yeah it's just I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's like a leadership issue. If they need to redefine leadership, because I mean Huberto was a big loss for them. Um, but who knows? And hopefully, maybe Barkov will step up a little bit. But there's got to be some more solid leadership or better coaching out of out of that team. Because on paper, they're supposed to be where they're at right now, like a top tier team in the playoffs, but when you watch them, you're just kind of just like they're kind of like that one beer league team that got a shot and somehow is in the playoffs right now. Well, yeah, <laughs> truly, 
They're like the replacements, like Keanu Reeves and the replacements. Just like, <laughs> I guess here you guys go. I guess you guys could be a yeah. professional sports team. <laughs> but the NHL playoffs, man, it's a, it's a different season. Like It is. All it takes is to get in. We, yep. We've seen eight seeds go on and win the Stanley Cup. So uh, Carolina, Hurricanes, prime, like they lost nine of their playoff games yeah. when they won the Stanley Cup, and they still won the Stanley Cup. So you never know. It's just these weird Boston in 2011 was another one. Um, I didn't think Boston was going to beat Vancouver, and then Vancouver was in flames. I mean, I look at the West right now, and I could not tell you who I think is going to win the West. Every time I think, oh, it might be this team or that team, and then they lose. You know, I was I was looking game one. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe – Maybe maybe the maybe the Oilers get it going. Maybe uh, maybe you know Vegas looked really good. That, you know when they played us recently, and they both lost game one. Um, it's like, oh, I mean, okay, interesting. Okay, they, no <laughs> offense to the West one, but like I don't know who you would say is really the favorite in the West right now. I mean, any of those teams could go on a run. No offense or all offense to the West, but they're not winning the cup this year. It's going to go no, to the Atlantic not. or the Metropolitan. No. Yeah. No, the, the East is completely stacked. Yeah. Um, right before the trade deadline, I saw this guy. He left a comment on one of the posts when, like, the, the Devils are trading for Timo Meyer. You know, everybody's – the Leafs traded for I don't know how many players. And they said um, the Eastern Conference is a bigger arms race than the Cold War. And I was like, <laughs> that, yeah, it's pretty good. They're not wrong. <laughs> Everybody yeah. loaded up um, except the Canes. We just got – Goss Despair and Pula Jarvi, but and it seemed okay, seemed good. And then Sveshnikov got hurt and we were sort of screwed. But yeah, that was that was a wild trade deadline. Speaking of the West, Kev, do you remember in in the den? Also the the venue. We played a show, it was like last fall or something at the den. Uh-huh. And there was just randomly two guys there that were hanging oh, out listening yeah. to the bands. Uh, started talking to him like where are you from oh we're from seattle i was like oh okay uh and they were happened to be big kraken fans because they were they've been going and so we started chit-chatting with them for a while and just kind of like connected on again they were like loving the music at the den uh and then they they were even find the den like no idea i asked him not a place that you can just stumble upon they googled it i think his dad lived in greensboro or something and he just went on Facebook and looked for like shows, Googled shows. I don't know. And they, and it, and it popped up somehow and there he was. And I'm like, what, what are you doing here, dude? So that was awesome. Just to have him hear him like talk about going to Kraken games and yeah, and um, we, their, their cool stadium and stuff. Kraken game too. Back yeah. In yeah. So it was really random, but it was really cool. <laughs> I still can't wrap my head around that because like I knew where I was going. Like I knew I was supposed to go to the den and I knew that it was kind of like, diy spot so i yeah. knew like when i was driving up that long gravel road like yeah i was going where i needed to go but if i it was just like hey, i hear that there's a show at this place <laughs> called the den let me put it in my gps once i got to that like cul-de-sac slash dead end i would be like yeah this is wrong i'm gonna turn right to <laughs> go away now yeah this is I, i'm gonna get murdered here like <laughs> this is definitely not a show i just got baited <laughs> speaking speaking of the Kraken, they're they're one zero against uh, against the Avalanche right now. They're actually one up, and they're uh, the game just there started. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like I'm kind of up past my bedtime right now, so I haven't <laughs> had a chance to watch any of the Kraken games. But that that's something on my list to do because I want to see what the atmosphere is going to be like in Seattle. Yeah, because, you know, this is their first time and whatnot, and. You know, we saw what it did for Vegas to go on a deep run early on. Like now they have a core fan base like that yeah. team is solidified. And it, it seems like year one of the Kraken didn't catch on as quickly, at least as an outsider looking in as as Vegas did. So if they yeah. can manage to go on a, a kind of a, a, a deep playoff run, then Seattle's going to be. In, in a good spot. We'll see how it goes on Saturday. Cause I think that's their first playoff home game. All right. That's going to be the one I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's Saturday at 10 PM. So you don't have to go to work the next day. 
it's still so hard to stay up. <laughs> Jeez. We need to get a we need to get a Kraken fan on the podcast too. Yeah, we we have, have one in the in the line. Oh, oh yes. Okay. I was gonna say I've got a friend that um he he lives in Seattle with, and his wife is good friends with um my wife. We went to their wedding here and they moved back to Seattle and they go to the games. I think they have season tickets, so oh, I awesome. see their little stories and stuff and they have a good time with it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm curious, you know if the NHL is going to try to continue to expand um, kind of like what you see happening with MLS. It seems yeah. like MLS is just like, you know what, let's just keep adding as many teams as possible to grow the sport that way. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad model to do that. I, I think maybe adding more teams and maybe they don't play each other as much, especially like, I, I don't, feel like the islanders need to play vancouver more than once a year like it, it just yeah. doesn't make sense and like i would imagine that teams lose money when they play west coast teams with you know viewership going down because i'm sure i'm not the only old man that doesn't want to stay up at 10 o'clock on a work night to watch a, a hockey game All right yeah i tried to do that in the valley sports app this year a few times when the canes were out there you know playing vancouver or LA Kings or somebody. And yeah, same thing. I'm like, God, this is tough, man. These, these 10 o'clock starts. Yeah. That's rough. And yeah. even with overtime, it's like more than likely going to go on past midnight. Oh yeah. Easily. And it's like, you're going to be up all night watching this game. I'd rather just watch highlights at that point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I could see them maybe not adding an NHL team, but like a more development teams, like the AHL. We've got the Charlotte checkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could bring back a team to uh, Greensboro. Um, it's like a minor league in Winston. I haven't been to yeah, yet. The birds out there. Yeah, but I'd like to give us some yeah. options. Yeah, I I totally support that, and I I think maybe like giving the Atlanta Gladiators a shot, like kind of mm-hmm. like what they're doing with the Wrexham, like that show with Ryan yeah. Reynolds, like how teams yeah. can like go up and get re-relegated or whatever it's yeah, called. promoted like, or relegated. Oh, yeah. Promoted or whatever. Like, why not give Atlanta Gladiators a shot? Like, you know, whoever wins the ECHL yeah. then can go up to the AHL. And then, like, I don't want to maybe make that it that extreme where they can go. That would revolutionize American sports. Yeah, yeah it would be so be, Like, can you imagine if the Chicago Blackhawks went to, like, the AHL or the AHL equivalent of the Midwest. And then the Chicago Wolves went up. And the Chicago Wolves <laughs> went up. Yo, like, can you imagine that? Like, like, that would dramatically, like, if you had a, like, a top, like, no, like, you know, a, an original team get relegated to the, like, the, the highest minor league team, that would shake up the industry so much. Yeah. I mean, we would have a so, like, and then, like, you would even have, like, these, these like tournaments where you would have the best of ECHL, the best of OHL, the best of NHL, the best of AHL, and they all play each other to see like what team is. I would love that, dude. I wish more sports I'd watch soccer. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. the shit out of that. <laughs> yep. Love that. So I, I guess before we let you guys go, um, I, unfortunately this episode will come out after your show at the den, but um, what what else does Thirty Is Dead have cooking for the rest of 2023? Other than obviously Bar Down Breakfast. Uh, let's see. We've got two more singles coming out from what we recorded last summer. Uh, we're going back into the studio in t- in July to record five or six more. Nice. Um, what, what, what's our next shows, Brian? We've got what three or four already. Yeah, we've we've got another um, Greensboro back at the old NYP. That's right. Coming up. And um, that's New York pizza, right? Like it's, yep. is, is it yep. a legit pizza joint? It actually is, yeah. yeah. The Donato's in Columbus. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, so a few shows throughout the year. Um, cast the recording, just doing our thing. So we got, we are, we're super stoked to come down and play Bar Down Breakdown. Yep. Um, that's going to be awesome. Yep. Looking so, forward to that. Who are you guys recording with? A, a local producer here in North Carolina? 
Yeah, so um, his name is Josh Emick. He did our the stuff we recorded last summer. We, we've known him for years. Um, he's a producer and sound engineer. And then the studio we're doing at, um, it's um, Fallen Tree Studios in Mount Airy, um, same place we did last year. Um, a, a really cool spot because it's you, you can do like a, a room recording with everybody in the same room. Um, and we found that that works good for our energy. I mean, we, we still record to a metronome and everything yeah. to, to have drums and guitars and bass in, you know, in there kind of all going at once was, was big for our energy. So, uh, we're going to do it there again. Um, so that's, that's going to be really cool, but yeah, Josh, we we've known him forever and he's just, he's a great dude. Cool. Excited to, to see what you guys cook up and, and make there. And, uh, I'm sure just like, you know, being in your mid to late thirties, having a weekend away with the boys to, to make oh, some yeah. music mm-hmm. is, you know, always pretty fun. special, right? Always fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Well, super excited to see how the Canes Islander series plays out. And uh, hopefully it goes a little bit longer than just, you know, four or five games hopefully they really just grind it out and get a little get a little rough with each other and just you know some good playoff hockey so cheers to that and then also um very excited to catch your set at bar down break fest um you know you can head over to to 30 is dead spotify listen to their tunes and then go buy your tickets right there on spotify do it justin (laughs) appreciate you having us on yeah, thank you guys. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. Absolutely. Um, we'll we'll keep in touch and have a great night. All right, peace. Take it Thanks, easy, guys. See you.